Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome to another workout for you to row along to. It's just exactly the same position as yesterday's session. The only difference is the t-shirt's a different colour, the shorts are a different colour. I've flipped. Not flipped as in, that would be strange, that would be a rather odd time to have a breakdown on camera. Anyway, today's session is about power. We're doing a little bit of revision, okay? So if you have been doing the 1k plan, don't worry, you don't have to be doing the 1k plan to enjoy today's row. But if you've been doing it, then you'll have noticed that we haven't really been working on standalone power for a while. We've been doing more of the high rate stuff and just trying to say, can you get the pace up? Well, this is like revision. We're going back and doing a little bit of power work because this is the last of the main weeks of training before we start to actually look at doing some kind of a finish to this. Okay, so what today's workout is about is concentrating on the connection and getting power into the stroke. As such, what we're going to do is eight intervals of four minutes okay so four minutes eight times with two minutes rest in between but you're going to do these all at 20 strokes a minute okay so that's down to the low rate but your pace is going to be up to round about 2k plus 10 or faster if that's what you can achieve naturally okay remember there's going to be a total of eight intervals doing this so there's no point absolutely hammering the first two and then having nothing left in you for the rest of it this is about being able to kind of concentrate on loading in a whole bunch of power but getting through the whole 32 minutes worth of actual rowing okay hope that makes sense so it's a maxed kind of ish in terms of you're putting in a good push because in order to get that fast you have to put in a good push but it's not going to be one that is uh every interval you're going to be left kind of gasping hopefully by the point you're at kind of right about interval five six seven eight maybe six seven eight it's going to start to kind of really kind of bed in and it'll feel tough but it shouldn't get that way from the start is that enough of a kind of a caveat? Cool, right. In order to start, we have to do a five-minute warm-up. Okay, we're going to do the one where we kind of do those five hard strokes from our legs to just make sure our legs are primed for the, the session ahead of us. And before we can even get there, we have to set up our machine. Bear with me while I get through this as quick as I can. On the concept two, you have to set up your drag factor first. If you don't know anything about drag factor, please do check out the video I have here on the channel. If you know how to set it, but not where to set it, I suggest round about 130. If you know absolutely nothing about it, just set the lever between four and five, because too low isn't a problem, too high is the problem. If you're on a non-concept two, just set the weight or whatever you've got in your machine, uh, the water, the hamsters, the magnets, whatever, so you get a nice feel from the stroke, but you don't have to heave against it to get it moving, okay? That's really important. Next up, if you're able to, please set your monitor to eye height, so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down at it. And finally, those foot stretcher heights, if you're able to adjust them, set them so that you're able to come into the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically, comfortably. Too high, you not, might not be able to get there quite as comfortably. Too low, it'd be too comfortable and you go scooting straight past, and that causes uh, power leaks and possible injury. All right. So this five minute warm up, we're going to do it 20 strokes a minute and we're going to start off really with just enough of a push to move you backwards so that you can think about connecting the power from your feet to your hands and then we'll worry about adding power, okay? That connection timing is important first off. Sun's not quite out yet, so I'll leave my sunglasses on. Off, even. I can see it on the top of my head, but then I <laughs> cut myself off early. Oh, shut up, John. Right, let's get into this warm up. In three, two, one. Let's go. So like I say, just enough of a connection. So it's really, it's a warm up, okay? So we're starting off just with a push for that connection to happen. 
sorry, I garbled that opening line, but that's what I mean is that it's just enough of a push that you can think about the power coming from your feet, traveling up through your body, into your arms, and then you just brace against the handle to get that power into the stroke. So it's not about pulling on the handle, it's just about bracing against the handle. I'll talk more about that and proper technique stuff in the main row, but for the time being, if you can just think about forwards tilt in towards the front of the machine with straight arms and then trying to push your feet at the same time the handle connects to your machine. Whether that's a cog in the chain or the strap in the blade for a water wheel or whatever, you want to push at the same time your hands connect. Once you've got that timing right, you can think about increasing that push from the legs a little bit more. And as you push a little bit harder with your legs, what you should find is that feeling of bracing against the handle. It's just a little bit more forceful and hopefully you're just taking the pace up a couple of seconds and if you have a 2k training pace for the next minute row around about 2k plus 18 that will hopefully be a good sweet spot of power lets your heart rate drift up You'll start to breathe a little bit heavier, but it's not going to tire you out. If you don't have a 2K training pace, then you can get one by rowing a 2000 meter time trial as fast as you can, as long as you're medically healthy enough to do it, because it's a tough old row. Then divide your resulting time by four, and that gives you your average 500 meter pace. And that is your 2K training time. So when I say 2K plus 18, you row slower than that average. Okay, so one more stroke, and we're gonna take five power strokes. Here we go, so same stroke rate, but push harder with the legs. And actually, I'm up one more here. I'm kind of up at that pace I want to be at for the main session today, but only for five strokes at a time. Two more. One more. And let's go nice and hard again. So it's five power strokes, followed by five easy strokes. One more. Five easy. And this should just give you enough of a zing of a warm-up ready for today's main session. One more. Here we go. Five hard. Two. Three. Keep those arms straight as you push the power in. 
five easy. And we've got last five coming up after this stroke. Here we go, five power strokes. Two more. One more. And let's just paddle home. Now, if you want to continue warming up, by all means do. Oh, right as the sun comes out. Last stroke for me. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're fully, fully warm before we start the main session. Please carry on warming up. Otherwise, have a quick drink, move up and down the rail, and I'll quickly describe one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay then, so today's session is going to be eight four-minute intervals with two minutes rest in between, but you're going to do those four-minute intervals at 20 strokes a minute and with a good old push of power. Now, if you have a 2K training pace, then I'm saying round about 2K plus 10 or a little bit faster if that's what naturally your body is doing, okay? Don't choke back. If you think that, how oh, you know what, 2K plus 8, I'm holding this as comfortable for the four minutes, go for it, okay? So really, you're trying to put in as much power as you can but in order to get through all eight of the intervals, that's kind of important. Now, if you don't have a 2K training pace, and really from an effort point of view, you're looking around about seven or eight out of 10. It's kind of, you're not at max, but you're also not taking it easy, okay? You should really start to feel it from the legs. Your breathing rate will be up, all that kind of stuff. And if you're trying to have a conversation with someone, then you're gonna to need to have them talk more than you are talking. <laughs> that's kind of the best guide for this one. So that's it. So it's really just 80 strokes as you get through each of these four minute intervals. You just have to get through all eight, holding it nice and powerful from start to finish, okay? It's a simple row, but it's definitely a tough one in terms of the power from your legs. So that's why it's important that we throw it in this week, just as a kind of a primer to get you ready for, or just to re remind you about, it's also about power, not just about stroke rate, okay? So I'm gonna stick the sunglasses on this time. Always the clouds moving. Yeah, it might pop out within this interval, and I don't wanna have to worry about putting my sunglasses on. So here we go then, in three, two, one, go. <sighs> right, so, like I say, it's about connection, okay? So you want that forwards tilt, arms straight, and then push with the feet. And then you hold that forwards tilt and straight arms as you push in that power. So this is a great workout to do if you are one of those people that pull early in the stroke and you're trying to get used to driving out with straight arms instead as it's a controlled lower rate but you're also putting in a good old shove from the legs which means you really have to brace and hang off the handle from a stroke rate point of view this session is perfectly placed 
after yesterday's three times 12 minutes at 20 strokes a minute so yesterday will hopefully have helped you with the rhythm the flow of 20 strokes a minute halfway there so that today you are a lot more comfortable just laying in the power you don't have to worry about how to keep the stroke rate at a constant so even though the power is up and your drive may feel a lot more forceful than yesterday the ratios are still pretty similar where it's a one second drive one second release of the handle and that tilt forwards and then one second slide towards the front of the machine okay eight to go hopefully you got the right effort sensation for this row two more So really, what you should have felt is after maybe two minutes there, you're like, ooh, this is a fair bit of effort. I have to concentrate on keeping the pace up and not backing off as it as intensity or the, yeah, I suppose intensity starts to kind of take hold. So it's really easy the first kind of 10 strokes even 20 but after that you're like well okay I'm having to push I'm having to put the force in here to get this row at that constant pace and I'm gonna try and do that thing again where bang on the minute marker and half in the rest take a quick drink because it makes it a lot easier in post-production so I can just go plus five minutes dip because I like to dip the audio when I take a drink because I'm nice to you you don't need to hear me slurping have a drink I know it's plus six minutes, isn't it? A minute to go, four minutes of effort, then another minute to take us halfway through the rest. So the thing is, is that you could possibly, well, you could easily do this workout as a straight 30 minute at full pressure from your legs, but session three during the week, this isn't meant to be a killer workout. One in five 
The other ones are really kind of push you up there to that kind of limit. But three is about working on power or rate or being able to hold the intensity for a while. This isn't meant to be a top, 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 top. Same way session one and five is. Right, if you want to have the flywheel moving before the start of the next interval, start doing some light rowing now. Sometimes that initial stroke can be quite heavy and I don't want you to hurt your back. In six, five, four, three, two, one. We're into our next interval. So same thing again. Get that power in. Ideally by high stroke four. There we go, that's me hit my pace again. Yeah, so you just want to get into the rhythm. Hopefully that two minute rest isn't so long that you forget the rhythm and the force needed in order to be able to hold rate and pace. As we get through the workout, like I say, there will be a cardiac drift as fatigue sets in and an intensity drift. So even if this only feels like six or seven out of 10, by the time we get to the closing stages of the workout, that will probably drift up to seven, eight, possibly nine out of 10. But then that's all about perceived effort. There's different from person to person, or even from day to day. But you can make it harder or easier on yourself. And really, that's where technique comes in. So I've mentioned a few times how I've started training for this high rocks competition which has a rowing element to it and so I've been watching lots of people in these high rocks events rowing and because a lot of them are really well-built boys and girls the rowing is quite interesting to watch from a technique point of view because what you see is loads of people just pulling on the handle and not really using their legs and although they're still rowing like 
three minute 10, one Ks, because it's all from the arms, they come off totally fatigued because they're not sharing the effort out through their whole body. Okay, three, two, one. So that just makes it hard on themselves. And High Rocks is like an hour and a half, or say between 60 minutes and 90 minutes, or 100, who knows. But it's a long time of effort, okay? With all these 1K runs, a 1K ski pool, sled push, farmer's carries and stuff, all of which take the toll on your body. And so, the row only comes halfway through the event. And if you torpedo your arm muscles, but also your cardio system halfway through that event, by just, by pulling early with your arms and not letting your legs do the work, then you're gonna put yourself into a state of fatigue that you don't need to be anywhere near. Okay, it's a minute gone, have a drink. So I'll accept that these guys and girls are exceptionally powerful and fast, but they're also massively inefficient. And in an event, it's all about being able to put in your maximum to get the best time as possible across the entire event. Now you don't want to be like, oh, maximum, nice, smooth, you're putting in your runs, your sled pushes, your skis, yay. And suddenly your technique's so bad in rowing that that effort spikes and then you're back into the rest of it again. Why would you do that? You wanna just meter out your effort across the entire race, knowing you're not gonna over fatigue yourself. Okay, 15 seconds to go. For those who wanna do some light rowing before the next interval. See, they go nice and fast, these intervals, don't they? Six seconds until interval three, four, three, two, one, go. <sighs> There we go. So it's straight into interval three. Get that power in. It's always interesting on the concept too when you mistime that first stroke a bit. And you're like, hang on, I just put in full power. Why is it only showing me 203 pace? But that's what happens when you don't hit the stroke bang on zero. So keep that power up. If you see you drop off pace by one or two seconds, just pay attention to whether you are properly pushing with the legs. Are you maintaining that forwards tilt and straight arms? at least half of the leg drive or you know what as long as your initial connection doesn't have to be half that's the ideal but maybe a quarter as long as you're 
accelerating your initial push with straight arms and a forward tilt then you'll get most of the benefits but do try to keep those arms straight as you push your legs so I'm straight pull straight pull really my arms are straight for a huge amount of the leg drive my back may sometimes swing a little too soon but at least my arms stay straight until the back allowing the power for my legs to go against that brace against the handle but also giving me the room to pull at the back because as much as you're not pulling at the front you want to make sure that you finish nice and powerfully get that handle in to sternum height no lower no higher elbows through your sides wrists flat and a good posture three two one I went one meter further that time I've done 1043, 1043, 1044 so again breathing should be up there should be in a kind of similar breathing to me well you're breathing heavier but you should be able to talk to someone let them speak back of course my heart rate finished that one at 80% of my max but again Argzone, I've got to change this Argzone has my max as 173 which is wrong, my max is 183 so whereas this says 80% I'm guessing it's probably closer to about 75% and then you have to factor in the fact I'm talking the whole way have a drink my heart rate's probably or maybe who knows a little bit higher than yours is but we're all different okay like my resting heart rate or when I'm asleep it's around about 34 when I'm just sitting at my desk working it's about 37 when I'm kind of I don't know 
stay sitting on the couch, talking to Julie, eating a bag of crisps. It's probably around about 40, just from that kind of movement and things. So, and yours is probably, or maybe nowhere near mine. So who knows, we're all different. It's the percentage of your heart rate that matters. Okay, 15 seconds to go until interval four. If you want to do that light rowing to start. 10 seconds to go. Okay, five, four, three, two, one, go. So I'm kind of guessing at this point, four intervals in is when you start to go, all right, this is a slog. It's really just four minutes of half effort, hard effort, two minutes recovery, and right back into it again. Never really gets to a point where, or for me anyway, that's, I'm not gonna project onto you. So I'm not getting to a point where I think I can't continue. But like I said, after the first interval, I get to about this stage and I realize I have to concentrate on the power that I'm pushing into the stroke. It's like power plus because I'm going eight seconds faster than what my usual training pace for 20 strokes a minute would be for a low intensity workout. Now, the one thing to make clear about this row is that this is something you do from time to time. You don't push the pace of 20 or 18 or even 22 all the time because all that happens there is that you just get good at putting in power over a low rate the point is to be able to put in this power along with a higher rate and that is where you should be getting your pace from slowing this down to 20 just increases that load per stroke but also gives you time to make sure your technique your body positions the timing of your connection into the drive 
all that. You have time to work on it and improve it so that when you do rate up to 30 or above, you can still connect properly. One more stroke. There we go. So, we're halfway there. Do this workout. Back to 10.43. Similar finishing heart rate for me on that one. And I say back to that 10.43 distance. Bang on 155 pace. Which is what I'm looking for. So I'm not wanting to let my ego take over and go faster than this because I know how I'm feeling right now. I know how I feel through the interval itself. And I know that if, if I just took it down to like three seconds faster, I'd probably then start to encroach into that. Uh, I don't know if I can hold this for the entire interval. Uh, I got three. Have a drink. So the point here is hitting that balance where your muscles are working hard, your cardio is up. Certainly mine is again because I'm talking to you. But not so hard that you can't get through all eight intervals. I'm a broken record, aren't I? Because I'm saying that over and over again. But I want. There's no point finishing the last three intervals of this workout so much slower because you've burnt yourself out in the first ones. That's not the point of this workout. I've hopefully said that enough from the start that it's sunk in, but I'm also telling you that now that we're at the Bon Jovi point that we're halfway through. We are halfway there, but hopefully not living on a prayer. Hopefully we're still good. So another four intervals to go. That's just past 15 seconds to go if you want to pick up and do some light rowing. Otherwise, we're doing the next one in five, four, three, two, one. Push. And it's a good time to use that cue as well and remind you that this is about pushing with your feet, okay? It goes back to that thing of arms straight in the forwards tilt, is that the power goes into the machine from your legs, pushing the power in. So think about pushing the machine away from you, rather than pushing yourself backwards, or worse, thinking about pulling the lever, the lever, what are you on about? The handle backwards. I said already, you want to be hanging off the handle. Fingers hooked over it with thumbs underneath, but you're not gripping, choking the handle. Your fingers are just hooked 
over it so that as you push the machine away with that forward tilt the power goes from your feet through your legs up through your back into your arms and then you're just bracing against the handle so a good posture a braced core but arms straight and you're kind of hanging off the tendons and ligaments of your shoulders rather than tense shoulders that are up in your ears it's like when you're hanging from a pull-up bar you're not in a half pull with your arms you elongate your arms let your shoulders extend so that the force of gravity on your body weight just lets you hang off the handle or sorry the pole whatever bar without you feeling that you're needing to pull against it to hold yourself off the ground yeah. that one lost focus about minutes ago and had to kind of finish the last six or seven strokes a bit faster in order to hold uh, that 155 pace and 10.43 which I did but paid for it because my heart rate said 82% of max and so regardless of what the actual numbers are I went up from 80% in the previous two intervals to 82 in that one so whether that was effort based or just plain cardiac drift I don't know who knows um, find out the next one as long as I try and keep the pace right <laughs> okay have a drink oh. so even though this isn't that intense a row hydration things are still really important you can see or possibly see I've had more than half of my bottle just having a big swig in between all of these intervals got three more to go which is good I mean still another 12 minutes worth of rowing 
but hopefully again you'll have noticed that these two minute recovery periods in between are enough to set you up that you can do the next one and maybe it's only at that kind of two minutes in when things start to go a little bit oh i've really got to concentrate now so but it's, again it's different for everyone for that rule for me it was like a minute to go and i was like oh it's getting spicy 15 seconds to go if you want to do some light rowing get that flywheel moving Interval six is beginning in five, four, three, two, one, go. Now, one thing I just briefly touched on in the last interval was posture and your core. Both of them are absolutely vital to the stroke your core because it helps that brace that hang off the handle but also helps at the finish of the stroke but your posture is just as important because it helps again with that transfer of power but it also gets you into the right body position and angles for each stroke without having to think too hard so if you have a powerful posture as you come forwards so your hips are tilted forwards you are up ooh, on your sit bones and you just feel like you're primed, ready. Then, as you go through the stroke, all you do is hinge from that forwards tilt into your backwards tilt and notice I'm saying tilt and pivot I'm not saying lean because lean could mean rounding your upper or lower back in order to kind of fake the right angles whereas if you just hinge pivot over your sit bones and all you're doing is 
tilting forwards and backwards and that prime powerful posture at the front should be almost automatic through your recovery three two oh I've blown it this time Ten forty-one, and another three percent higher so this is what I mean about fatigue setting in where that sharp end of what I've been able to put in up until now starting to get a bit blunted it doesn't help that I do distract myself when I talk to you so I'm blaming you not me <laughs> it's not me it's you all jokes aside what it shows is that I drifted off that I didn't step up and meet the pace that I was meant to be rowing at in that last one and there's no real need for it it's really only just fatigue and a lapse of concentration that did that have a drink so hopefully for you watching this and you're just listening to me you can focus on your monitor let my words just wash over you while you're rowing in that rhythm that three second per stroke rhythm and just focus on your pace and if you see that you're drifting just think is it because I'm not pushing hard enough is it because I'm missing the connection at the front is it because I'm pulling early and I'm losing power or is it because I'm swinging my back too soon and losing power and see if you can get back up to your pace uh, two more to go good old workout this one isn't it 15 seconds for those doing light rowing oh, it's good to kind of start nice and primed before every interval just set up a little bit five four three two one go so what you don't want is to have your hips rolled backwards with your tailbone tucked underneath you that's when not only do you lose the power transfer but potential lower back soreness can creep in to your rowing especially on a session like this one that is about laying in a lot of power you can probably get away with it at low rate and low intensity but the moment you increase power or stroke rate or both it's easy to just load up your lower back 
instead of your core and your shoulders to transfer that power from your legs. Now even if fatigue does start to set in, bear in mind that the key is body positions and angles and rhythm. If you can keep a solid, fluid stroke and hit your body angles, chances are you'll hit stasis for that fatigue. Whereas you begin to collapse posture or pull too early or lose this fluid feeding of drive release slide like a dance with a machine if you start to jerk through the stroke, all of that can tire you out even quicker. Often it's just a hiccup in your technique that is the reason Fatigue slows you down. Two more. One more. Ah, there we go. Back up. 10.43. And most of that, to be honest, was a pep talk to myself. That would be my internal dialogue if I was just rowing this with music on or whatever is I'd be thinking the moment pace dropped if it was accompanied by me going oh this is quite tough the first thing that triggers is me to go right have you changed anything because that felt a little bit tougher have you changed that you're swinging your back too soon have you changed the amount of a push you're putting into the machine? Because it could just be that. It could just be you're like, oh, this is getting a bit tiring. I'm not going to push that hard anymore. And therefore you slow down. Have a drink. And that's really common. Say about 500 meters into a 2K or about 250, 300 meters into a 1K. That's the point when your initial, your ATP energy reserves, you've burnt through them. 
and you're now just burning through glycogen in your muscles, then they all start to go, hello, we're here, ow, can you slow down please? Um, and that can set off like a panic trigger that you're like, oh, wait a minute, I didn't, it didn't feel like this when I started. And that's because you've shifted your demands on energy. So it's important at that point to just keep true to your technique and your power and just ride through that for the, the next kind of 30 seconds or so. All right, do you like rowing? Oh, last interval in five, four, three, two, one. Go. It's the last one. Now it's up to you. I'll give you the option if you want to do this as a maximum power. Still at 20 strokes a minute. But if you want to push this one even harder, by all means do what I talk about my or the petrol tank, the fuel tank, the tank filled up with blue roll along power. <clears throat> if you push this last interval because you have a lot more fuel to spare, then that's okay. As long as your next session, like the next one in the 1K plan, is a low intensity row or a rest day to let that tank of power refill. So, as it is, after a session like this, even at 2k plus 10, I'm going to be using up a lot of that power. So, pushing this last interval is just a lot plus a bit more. <clears throat> and if it will give you that dopamine hit of a enjoyable, successful rope, then I'd rather you went for it than you held back and had a less than satisfactory or enjoyable row. So after all, the point of this is that even during the tough rows, you should still take some pleasure out of it, whether it's 
almost masochistic from how hard you had to work or just that you're happy to have held on the consistent pace throughout okay two strokes two more last one oh. Oh. so finish the last one at 10.44 so 0.1 of a second too fast but hey it made the average across the entire row 10.43 because remember interval 6 I was 2 metres off pace so by having 2 they were 1 metre too fast it all evened out I totally meant that totally by design okay let's do a three minute cool down again we're gonna do the first minute some light rowing similar to the warm-up and then the next two minutes will be the single leg arms only body only stuff uh, or you can just row the whole three minutes straight just let yourself cool down so here we go in three two one so again just 20 strokes a minute but effort level is way down from how you were just rowing the main session so whereas I was rowing at 155 in the main session I'm now down at 215 okay so I've backed right off the intensity in order to let my body just slowly cool down instead of just stopping and then my body goes hey what happened there we were working at max a second ago why are we not working at max anymore I'm gonna seize <laughs> right so in five strokes time I'm gonna put one foot in the ground like I say you don't have to follow me with this you can continue just rowing at this pace for the next two minutes one more right so one foot on the ground continue rowing now I cheated there because I did that first minute with the straps really loose instead of tight so it was really easy for me to get out of, <laughs> out of the strap but don't worry if you lose five seconds or so getting in and out of the straps that's fine don't panic about it it's just a cool down even the warm up is fine one more here swap feet in out still is a bit tricky wearing shoes though especially these Nike zooms because I've got a strange kind of pointy heel that kind of gets trapped inside the heel cup okay three more strokes then we're going to put both feet back in you don't have to worry about tightening straps for the time being so one more put that foot back in legs straight and then just roll with your back and arms okay so you swing over your back to connect the handle to the flywheel or water wheel and then only once your back is connected and you feel your hands brace against the handle 
do you finally pull? So you're not coming forwards and pulling. Whoop. Which when your feet are out of the straps, <laughs> almost sends me off the back. Okay, let's roll to the front. I'm gonna tighten my straps on the way. Arm straight, forward tilt, and just push lightly from the front. Okay, all I want you to do is rock in and out of the front of the machine while holding straight arms and a forward tilt. If you push too hard, that happens and you recoil. I just want you to get used to straight arms and a forward tilt as your legs get to about here. Okay, here, here. Okay, so that's the position you want to be in. And by not pushing too hard, that's the cool down over. By not pushing too hard, you can hold that position forever. Whereas the moment you go into a recoil, that's when things like you end up coming forwards in this position instead. And you're like, hang on, how did I get to here? Okay, whereas if you have that forwards tilt, see the difference? I'll just say, I know I do this quite a lot, but so this is how I see a lot of people row. They come forwards. Their hips are tilted backwards. They have to throw the handle over their knees. Oh dear, 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 dear. Whereas, if I go from here, okay, so see the, from this position, but then I rise up, tilt forwards over my hips, suddenly I'm in a much more primed position for the stroke. And I can drive out from the front, and that's how the hang off the handle happens. If you're like this, there ain't no hang. Okay? Okay, anyway, anyway, I'm laboring a point. <laughs> I'm talking about that enough. So, right, let's get into a little bit of stretching. If you don't have time to stretch, then please at least stretch your uh, quads and your hamstrings. Don't do it in the shower. I don't want you to slip and fall over and hurt yourself, all right? Or, Stretchy John has just appeared and he will take you through some guided stretching. Or, you can follow me if you don't have space and do some stretching on your machine. And that starts off by doing the hamstrings. So, get your legs uh, straight, maybe loosen your straps off slightly, hands in the air, fold forwards okay and as you fold forwards if you get that fold right you should find that your hamstrings get a nice stretch okay um, this is why you have your straps looser so that you can kind of adjust the angle that your feet are pointing at and you can get it right but if you if you're even just by talking just then i lost that fold so there we go so if i fold forwards again that's that stretch in there so if you feel that you've lost that stretch into your hamstrings after a while and you're like oh hang on i don't feel it anymore just reset yourself hands in the air fold your chest down towards your legs okay remember it's a fold you're literally folding down you're not bending down or curving down next up is glutes put one leg up on the rail other your heel kind of sits in the crook of your knee bring this leg across your body and then rotate away from camera <laughs> i'm holding onto the back of the machine to steady myself but by rotating that kind of my body round and my hip round and things um I get that stretch right into my glutes. Again, and just adjust your body angles a little bit. It'll be easier, to be honest, if I did it on the other leg. So let's just swap legs. Now you can see, so bring this leg over and then rotate in. And it's almost like you are kind of rotating down into, well, not down, because that makes it sound like it's a crunch, but your, your angle of force is kind of going down into that glute. So you feel it's getting a nice stretch. And again, today, because it was a power session, it's a good chance that you've... You, your glutes have kind of taken it a little bit um, if you get that connection right because that's really I, essentially what that power is it's like a deadlift or a squat from that initial drive and that goes right through your glutes next up let's do our quads so stand up and then flick your foot up hold it against your backside and then see if you can stand on one leg and not fall over oh, uh oh I'm going <laughs> I'll blame the angle of my lawn um, 
Of course, there's other ways to stretch your, your quads like this. You can lie down and do like the sprinter stretch and things, which is slightly uh, kinder, let's say, to your um, ankles and your feet or your shins because that kind of holding it against your backside um, as you, and I'll flick and do the other foot, as you hold there, if you hold too far back, like up at the toes, you can kind of overstretch the tendons running down to your foot so it's easier to hold on to the kind of the higher, the upper part of your foot. That's better for the angle. Remember, this is about your quads. This isn't about hip flexors. So make sure you get the angle right that it's in your quads and not your hip flexors. Because we're doing hip flexors next. Uh, let's see. Right, so I'll do this one with a knee off the ground. So one foot forwards. Go into a lunge on that one and lower your back knee. Okay, close to the ground. And then push that hip forwards. And you'll find that as you're in this position, you should get a nice stretch through into your hip flexors right at the top. However, I prefer putting the knee on the ground and coming forward. Like the difference for how this leg is stretched compared to the other ones from having that knee on the ground and sending that hip forwards, this knee now comes over there. Uh, the difference is huge. I've got a fly crawling on me. Oi, that's my body. Leave off. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good stretch for your hip flexors. Uh, which I think I'm loosening off now because it's I didn't feel too tight that time uh, Let's do forearms So hands in front of you bring them down in kind of a prey Right in front of your chest but push your hands together and you should find that by pushing your hands together in this position You get a nice little stretch in through your forearms Doo -doo -doo. Hello you fly or a wasp Dangers of being outside And if you're pushing as well, you should get a nice little your fingers might get a wee stretch as well Hello. Right Shoulders, so hand in front of you, bring it across your body and stretch. Oh, now yesterday in the in my gym, I was doing quite a heavy shoulder workout, I'm trying to work out why I just have no power for press ups. Um, when it comes to doing them, I just don't seem to be able to do a press up. It's really strange. I used to be able to, but it's like it's, it's, there's something weird. I have to kind of focus and shift around, and then eventually I actually go, All right, that's how the muscle power is. And so, I'm gonna swap arms. So, for the Higher rocks thing I'm training for, one of the things is burpee broad jumps, which you kind of, you jump and then you go down into a press up position and your chest has to hit the, has to touch the ground. So it's a full uh, press up from, from the ground. And it's just, I just can't get it right. My shoulders feel awful for it. So I'm trying to build up my shoulders a little bit. It's all about me. Right, try uh, biceps next. So I'll sit this way. Hopefully I'm not going to fall off. Hands behind you like this, like as you're flying and rotate your thumbs outwards. Okay and that rotation of the thumbs will stretch your, the long head of your bicep. And yeah, can give you the, the stretch that you need. Now I started doing this, although Stretchy John does it last, I've started doing this um, second last because I found that it was contracting my triceps so much that I was undoing the good I'd get from stretch. And I'm gonna start with my right arm, which I never do. So bring your hand up in the air, so it touches your spine behind your back, and then hold, push you kind of your elbow back, so your elbow's now pointing up towards the sky and that should give you a nice stretch into your triceps. Which, yeah, it is. I think. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know the way you just lose, you could've go, oh, hang on, it is still stretching, isn't it? Right, swap arms, same thing. Push that elbow back. Then you can just adjust whether you're pointing your elbow higher into the sky or kind of, is it going back? Again, it's like everyone's body's slightly different for the angles that you need in order to get the stretch. Remember, the point is that you're, you're kind of focusing on our muscle and trying to stretch it. So make sure when you're stretching your triceps, you're stretching your triceps. 
Right, so there you go, that was it. That was a good old solid power session today, those 20 strokes a minute for four minutes. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did. I certainly got a good workout of that. And to be honest, even the fact that I'd slipped out a little bit and it had to switch my focus, the value of that for me is massive. If I had, if that was a total breeze from start to finish for me, then you're kind of like, yeah, okay, I'll get the good workout, but actually hitting that point where I'm like, right, okay, I'm starting to kind of go down that kind of the other side of the, the cliff of concentration. Um, and I needed to switch it back on. And then I managed to for the for the last intervals, but I had a little slip up. See, so being able to, to, to get to that slip up and go, ah, right, I need to, to do something and kind of get away from it. That's so important. It's one of the reasons that intervals are fantastic is that if you do like 10 intervals and interval six is a little bit sloppy, then you kind of go, right, okay, I need to refocus and make sure and push on. That is so good for you. Because what it means, see, even she agrees, what it means is that halfway through the through a race or something, if things start to go a little bit amiss, you can go, oh, no, hang on, and you can switch it around and you can make sure and finish strong. That's really what this, that's teaching you. So, so much value to that session, which I hope you will agree. So, hopefully, if you're doing the 1K plan, I will see you in week four, session four. Otherwise, I will see you in one of my many other videos, I hope. Okay, but do leave me a comment or whatever. Let me know how you found this video. Did you enjoy it? Did you struggle like I did? Um, I think she did. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go because that just gets annoying doesn't it? I will see you in the next video. Look after yourselves, take care, be well, bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.